Welcome to a conversation powered by Connected Learning, where we chat with some of today's leading minds about new learning approaches designed for the demands and opportunities of the digital age. Connected Learning values the new ways many young people today access information, gain expertise, and learn alongside peers and mentors using the internet, social networks, and digital technology. We're excited you're here to join the conversation as we seek to make learning relevant. Hey everyone, welcome to the Connected Learning Alliance and our current podcast series, Make Learning Relevant. I am Jeff Brazil with the Connected Learning Alliance, and today we are excited and privileged to be able to chat for a few minutes with Maria Teresa Kumar. Maria Teresa, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I appreciate it. For those of you who do not know of the great work that Maria Teresa is involved in, let me just um, give you a little bit of the background. Maria Teresa is the founding president and CEO of Voto Latino and an Emmy-nominated contributor with MSNBC. Under her leadership, Voto Latino has become a key factor in national elections by directly registering over 225,000 new voters and influencing millions more through viral and celebrity-driven campaigns. In 2013, Elle magazine named her one of the 10 most influential women in Washington, D.C. Fast Company magazine named her among the most creative minds in business last year, and she has also been named by Hispanic business among the 100 most influential Latinos in America. Maria Teresa serves on the national boards of Planned Parenthood Federation Action Fund and the Latino Leaders Network, and is a Hunt Alternative Fund prime mover and, a, and Council on Foreign Relations term members. Maria Teresa was named a Young Global Leader by the World Economic Forum. She started her career as a legislative aide for then Democratic Caucus Chair Vic Fazio and graduated from Harvard's Kennedy School and the University of California at Davis. And as if all of that is not enough, she is also co-chair of the Aspen Task Force on Learning and the Internet. And so we are really excited to be able to just have a few minutes with you, Maria Teresa. Thanks again. So if we can just dive right in. Um, if you, for those people who are sort of unfamiliar with Voto Latino, maybe we could just start by explaining what you and Voto Latino are most passionate about and are trying to accomplish. Absolutely. We, Voto Latinos, we started uh, 10 years ago. We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary, and we focus on American Latino millennials, recognizing that not only are they the fastest growing segment of our, of our country, we have 800,000 of them turning 18 every single year. That's a congressional district every four years. We have four congressional districts just based on their growth. But we wanted to get them into the political process, and we figured that if we can ignite their passion to participate at the polls, then we can actually have a, a conversation also with their parents because they're the ones that oftentimes are the cultural navigators for their parents in the household. So we target them using celebrity, using online social media, and then you know their voices and their voices to mobilize folks. From to give you an idea of our reach, from January first to to today, we've reached over 30 million people with our online social media messages and also with our with our celebrity outreach. So just let's you know uh, uh, flash forward a few years from now, if Boda Latino is successful to the degree you want to be, what what changes? What what do we see, and, and who benefits the most? I think that what we start seeing is a, a, a Congress that's reflective of the needs of everyday Americans. Because these, young, because these uh, American Latinos are so young, the average Latino, the average age of the Latino in the U.S. is 26. The average American, by contrast, is 43. So when you start talking about education policy, when you start talking about uh, minimum wage, workforce development, and even small business, you're talking to the heart of the, the 
econo- the economic engine of the Latino community, but also of where our you know, where folks are actually at the prime when it comes to a lot of these policies that they that are they are impacted by. So if we can get them to participate, then what we're going to see is not only policies, but also a reflection, ideally, of members of Congress that reflects our country and that are putting people first. Now, one of the new sort of programs or initiatives you're you're using to kind of get to that goal and to realize that vision is this new challenge, the Innovators Challenge. Could you just mm-hmm. describe describe that for a moment and sort of what's the genesis of that and what do you, what do we hope the outcome is? Yeah, so Voto Latino, it's the VL Innovator Challenge, and it's the tagline is See It, Solve It, Change It. And it really brings, it go, it's rooted in the Voto Latino experience. So Voto Latino was a nonprofit startup 10 years ago with zero funding but just a very good idea. And, it, and we relied heavily on technology because we recognized that that was the best way to reach young people and without breaking a budget that we didn't have. And so in honor of our 10-year anniversary, what we've done is that we've partnered with MacArthur Foundation and with Google, and we are going to re-grant half a million dollars in, in grants to individuals that have great ideas. And we're focusing specifically on millennials, 18 to 34, with the idea that if you have a good idea, you submit it and you win, not only are we going to provide you with Funding, seed funding to get your idea started, but then we're also going to open up our Rolodex so that you ha- can actually you can leapfrog all of our learnings that Voto Latino took 10 years to do and get your idea to fruition as quickly as possible. And that idea behind it is that we we realize that only 7% of the workforce in Silicon Valley is Latino. It's no way near reflection of you know of the of the actual demographic uh, population in the U.S. And at the same time, a lot of the products that are built in Silicon Valley is for Latino consumption. As an example, Latinos are the second largest purveyors of Twitter. And the, one, and the second largest purveyors, I believe, of Facebook, but I have to double check. I'm, not, I'm sorry, not Facebook, of, um, of YouTube, but I have to double check that. But given that there's a lot of content that they're expected to consume, we want to create a space where they're actually, making, they're, they're actually making a lot of these decisions, but also making something that can be, again, benefiting the community. Yeah, so two, two quick things on this, because this is a really interesting uh, project. Who, who, should, who should check it out? And then where can they go specifically to find out more information about the challenge? So everybody should check it out. Again, we're encouraging all millennials uh, to participate. And they, should, and they can easily go to vlinnovator.com. I'm sorry, .org. OK, that's great. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, I wanted to, I wanted to sort of back up for a, a moment and kind of talk about the education system and how it might intersect with some of the, the work that, that you all are doing, uh, maybe, maybe long term. I mean, there's sort of widespread agreement that the education system of today is obsolete, that it's sort of operating in sort of an industrial age approach and kind of out of touch with young people, especially in regards to technology and the Internet and, and social network and the learning benefits of those sort of out of sync with also just the possibilities that are enabled by the new ways that young people learn and connect and, and get things accomplished. Um, where do you think are the intersection points between the goals that you have for Voto Latino and sort of the many issues that are sort of out there right now around education? I think that this is a perfect example. What we're trying to do with the VL Innovators Challenge is that we recognize that a lot of young people can have a great idea that that was sparked outside of the classroom. And so, how do we harness that in a way that is that um, that we're actually able for them to build upon that idea? 
And when we start looking at how do we revamp and reimagine education, we have to do it in a way that is accessible to how young people are learning today. The idea that they can now do connected learning and learn as much within inside the classroom to as being connected to someone, for example, in the Middle East and also learn from, from that peer group is incredible. But we have to, one, not be afraid of that possibility and see it as, as an opportunity to expand not just this young person's immediate world, so not just expand neighborhood and community, but really tap into global knowledge. And we have to do it in a smart, strategic way where we're preparing not just the children in the classroom, but also the teachers so that they can be incredibly prepared and feel empowered to unleash that potential. One of the aspects of connected learning that's a value of connected learning um, is equity. And mm -hmm. it says that, you know, the connected learning sort of says, you know, there's a lot that happens outside the classroom, outside of school. Uh, that's super relevant to young people's lives. Uh, it, it, it says that technology can be an equalizer, can be, but not unless we sort of make it so. Otherwise, it, there's actually this, uh, this, this danger that it could widen the sort of opportunity gap that exists out there. What do you think needs to happen so that access to sort of the abundance of learning opportunities is available to all youth and not just for privileged groups? Yeah, I think that one is, is that we have to get the, the parents involved in, in the system and actually create programs so that the parents are able to, to participate. I think that's one. Two is, as I mentioned, we have to get the educators involved because oftentimes educate, we don't want to feel that technology and access to learning outside the classroom is supplanting the educator in any way. If anything, it's supplementing their, their toolkit and their, their, their curriculum. And finally, we have to make sure that, the, that young people are able to explore their, explore their curiosity. And how do we encourage that? And one of the ways is that we, we have to recognize that sometimes they may not have all the resources they need at home. So how do we leverage whether it's, you know, they're going to the local library or, for example, one of the things that Volta Latino is participating with, with MacArthur is this idea of badging, uh, a badging system. So how do we recognize that like, if a child or a young person does an after-school program that may be connected with um, outside of the school system, how do we recognize that through an electronic badge that all of a sudden a, a teacher or maybe even a future employer can actually say, oh, this person has a skill, this individual has a skill set that we didn't recognize. But more than anything, Jeff, we can't be afraid of that possibility. Oftentimes when we talk about interconnected learning, people, the knee-jerk reaction has always been around, uh, you know, and, and rightly so, right? I've been around, of, well, we want to make sure we're protecting our children from, from, from bad people online. But we also have to say that the, the, really the genesis of the Internet was led with goodwill, with the possibility of us learning as much as possible from each other. And how do we continue that when we're, when we're revolutionizing our, our educational system today? Well, uh, possibility and uh, revolution and revolutionizing sounds like a great place for us to, to, to end and uh, inspire people. Thank you so much for the time today. Just really quickly, how can people find out more and stay up to date with you and all of the great work at Voto Latino? So they can follow Voto Latino at Voto Latino. Uh, they can visit our website, votolatino.org. And if folks want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Maria Teresa, M-A-R-I-A-T-E-R-E-S-A-1. 
Awesome. Mary Teresa, thanks so much for the time. I know you have a lot of things going on. We sure appreciate it. No, absolutely. Thank you, much. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for joining us here at the Connected Learning Alliance. If you missed any of this conversation or want to listen to more discussions, check out our website at clalliance.org or subscribe to our podcast channel on iTunes. See you back here for more talks with change makers and thought leaders who are building the next generation of learning.